Hi guys, and happy Wednesday. Welcome to Unapologetic Live. Today we have a multitude of things to talk about. We're going to be talking about the fact that Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire is now being called a pedophile and a groomer based on some comments that came out from a past interview he's done. We'll see how salacious those comments really are. We're talking about Elon Musk, who is now said to be buying Twitter, although I don't have much faith in these processes anymore after what happened last time. And lastly, we're going to be taking the seven identities test, and I'm going to find out whether or not I'm transgender or non-binary, because as of late, I don't know. Are you nervous about this test? You know what? I mean, it's a big, big test for you. Oh, I'm sweating. This could be a life-changing <laughs> moment for me, guys. This could be me coming out of the closet at the end of this episode. So stick around and let's get into it. Welcome in, guys. Before we get into Matt Walsh's comments that have come out on Twitter today, uh, I want to let you know we have a survey down below in the description I'd love for you to fill out. Let me know your feedback on the show. Do you like it? Do you hate it? What should we change? What guests should we have? Plus, it'll sign you up for my little email list in case we ever get censored off of platforms, which is something I've been struggling with today. Okay, guys? This morning, I tried to go live on my Instagram, and it said, you are blocked from going live due to multiple community guidelines violations, which means I piss people off by, like, saying there's two genders or something. Thing. And now I can't do live videos and interact with you guys on my Instagram. Plus, I'm like hella shadow banned. You can't find me unless you type in my whole name. I can't invite collaborators on my post. <laughs> oh my gosh. They I thought Instagram coming. was elevating black voices. Literally, this guy who works for Instagram came out with this huge video of like, Instagram is now dedicated to uplifting black voices and we are going to be helping out black creators. And it's like, oh, what about me? And suddenly they're blind. Suddenly, like, I'm colorblind. <laughs> well, you're, you're outwardly black, but you're not inwardly black, as exactly. I say. Exactly. I am inwardly an old white man. I actually am Dennis Prager on the inside, which is why I'm scared to take this seven identities test at the end. What if I am a white man on the inside and I am trans? I, I don't think that these types of tests will include whiteness as an option. Oh, anymore. fair enough. Fair enough. You guys are not allowed to exist anymore. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, so fill out the survey if you like. Also, sign up for my email list by filling out the survey. I would love it. I've been reading through your feedback and your comments, and it's been actually very helpful in us deciding where we're going to go with the show moving forward and just learning about you guys and why you, you like the show or you dislike the show. Now, let's get into these comments about Matt Walsh. Apparently, this video was put out by Media Matters. Is that what the name of the organization is? I believe so. One of those watchdog types. Right. So essentially, it's like a group of leftists who dedicate their time to watching through footage of conservatives to like find these gotcha moments where they're like, Matt Walsh was six years old when he slapped his brother in the face and we have it on footage and in here it is and cancel Matt Walsh. So that's essentially, I think, what's happening here. But I saw Matt Walsh trending. Taylor saw it. We were like, let's look into this. What could he possibly be trending for? He's trending all the time based on the comments and his opinions on the internet. Uh, and I started searching through it. It was all these leftists calling him a pedophile and a groomer. And I was like, uh-oh, what happened here? What came out? What news do we have now? And apparently it's just this two-minute and 19-second clip from an old interview that he did. It now has a million views. So let's listen to this and see if by the end of this, we are too shocked about Matt Walsh's life. Not. It is not. In fact, ever since the beginning of time, Teenage girls have been getting pregnant. Oh, okay, pause. So we're starting off with, we're already starting in hot with really no context. But it says here, unearthed Matt Walsh rant advocating for the impregnation, 
it says imprenation, but that's fine, of 16-year-old girls because it's, quote, when they're technically their most fertile, end quote. He claims it's not a teen pregnancy problem, but a non-marriage problem via Media Matters. So we were right about that. Let's keep listening. It, it used to be more common. The, the peak, ever since they started keeping records of these things, which they only started doing recently, like in the 20th century, uh, but ever since they started keeping records, mm. in 1957 was the peak for teenage pregnancy. 1957. Okay. Not 2009. Well, back not then, today. all of them were supposed to have kids. Like, that's well, when you on. had kids. That's my point, okay? okay. Um, so to all of a sudden act like this phenomenon of girls getting pregnant at, that, at, a, at a young age that we consider young, 16 or 17, Baby to, act, to act like it's a new thing is ridiculous. It's yeah. always been that way. Pause. I can already see where somebody can take a clip like this and like just throw it out of context and be like, see, Matt Walsh is a pedophile. Look what he said. Yeah. He So far, so far, we're not through the whole clip yet. I have heard nothing out of the ordinary or nothing that I really have not heard before or was unaware of. Yeah, at this point, you definitely have to be reading some uh, something questionable into it. It's uh, He's talking about a controversial issue, but he hasn't crossed any lines as far as I can tell. Right. I heard him say, like, uh, I guess it's what we consider to be young now, which I think somebody can misconstrue and start throwing accusations. But uh, so far, slanderous. Let's continue. Uh, even biologically, and this is me just stating, I'm, I'm just right now I'm going to start by just stating facts. So fact number one, it's not a new phenomenon. Fact number two, in fact, it's a phenomenon that was more common earlier in history and for, you know, the first okay. six to 10,000 years of human existence, it was a normal thing. Uh, fact three, girls between the ages of like 17 and 24 is when they're technically most fertile. Yeah. Okay. okay? That's biological. That's a fact. All right. I'm just stating facts. That's all I'm doing. But what happened? You can tell he's probably a little bit like, I need to make sure I state that I'm stating facts on this one, like, mm -hmm. so nobody can come after me, which is so funny and shows that he's pretty seasoned in having people just utterly just snatch his words out of his mouth and then throw them out of context back at him. Yeah, well, he says in his tweet, but we'll, we'll read in it in a second, yeah. that he was in his early 20s when he did this. So this is like very early right. Matt Walsh as a public figure. So uh, he's, but he's already just saying, hey, I'm just laying out facts. Right. So. And even so, I haven't heard anything that strange yet. No. I'm, I haven't heard anything that's not a fact yet. Been recently, and this is the, the fourth fact, recently in the last 30 years or so, we decided that that's way too young to start a family. Okay. Why? And uh, because now the divorce we, rates would probably go up. And once you're that young, you can't really make sure that well, you know. No, the girls are no, 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 no. Because girls were getting married early, and marriages were lasting longer. You very rarely hear about like these these relationships that go to their uh, what is it your diamond anniversary, your fiftieth anniversary, and all this. Uh, it, it's that's a dying breed of people out yeah, there. Yeah, and those all were all people that got married very young. That's why. That's why they're that's, still alive. Yeah, that's why you can have someone in their seventies who's celebrating their you know fifty uh, fifth wedding anniversary because mm -hmm. they got married when they were teenagers. Okay. So what I'm saying is that the problem is not per se teenage pregnancy. It's unwed pregnancy. That's the problem in society. Okay. Pause. A lot to unpack in what was just said there. Okay, so let's separate the, the facts from maybe assertions that they're making. So the, the fact is that, yes, people were getting married far younger. They were having kids far younger. We can talk about whether or not that's something that is good to do. You know, and I can see where there might be pitfalls in a video like this coming out because uh, Matt Walsh and uh, similarly talks about you know, young people choosing their gender and advocates that minors are not able to do that. So why would we say that minors, say 16 or 17, should be able to advocate for themselves in marriage? 
Um, and I don't think that's what he's saying needs to happen. What it sounds like to me, uh, the claim here says he claims it's not a teen pregnancy problem, but a non-marriage problem. I think what he's saying is that if you're a teenager in a relationship and you get pregnant, you might consider marrying the person who's gotten you pregnant rather than having the baby in a split home. Right. Is that what you got out of that? Because that's what I yeah. think I got out of that. Yeah, I mean, he's laying out a lot of uncontroversial facts about just how times have changed. But then I think to the extent that he has an opinion, the opinion is it's better for teen mothers who, uh, to be married teen mothers than unmarried teen mothers, which I think is still a pretty uncontroversial opinion, just right. factually and objectively speaking. Yeah, I don't I'm, think he's saying we need to encourage uh, wed teen motherhood more now in, in today's day in society, but he's saying right. that it's more problematic for a mother to be unwed as a teenager than to be wed. Exactly. And they go into this whole tangent about how, you know, marriages lasted longer back then. There are several things you could say back to that. I mean, culturally, just things were different. Uh, divorce was a lot less acceptable uh, in those times. So I'm sure many of those couples who are reaching, you know, that diamond era of of being married have had pitfalls that maybe would warrant divorce in today's time that didn't warrant divorce back in, in those times culturally. And we know that because the divorce rate is just insane today yeah. now but it's up to everybody else to make a personal decision about what warrants divorce for you and 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 what doesn't but we do know what brings about success and that is typically two married parents so if you're dealing with a teen pregnancy and maybe you're not married or you're not considering marriage maybe that is something you want to consider if you're planning on going through with the pregnancy and having the child we just know statistically that children do better in two parent households so I, I'm not seeing where this is controversial, but I am seeing where somebody who hates Matt Walsh could completely take this out of context and and spin it to their advantage. Now, Hassan, Hassan Piker, who you all know is a leftist Twitch streamer, one of the highest paid individuals while also advocating for things like socialism. But, <laughs> the highest paid socialist on the internet. Right, right. He tweeted out the video and said, shock that Matt Walsh is interested in impregnating 16-year-olds. Now... If you want to hear an argument made in bad faith, these are the type of people that you go to. Nowhere in that two-minute video that you just heard, unless he's privy to some other information that we don't have, did Matt Walsh say, I myself am interested in being with a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old or anybody within that age group. Matt Walsh, in fact, is not with a 16-year-old. He is, in fact, married with multiple children with a wife who is similar in age to him. So he never said that. He stated that women's most fertile period starts at what, like he said, like 17 to 22 or something like that. Some some little age range here in nowhere, nowhere in this video did he say that he himself wanted to impregnate a 16 year old. So to run with that is disgustingly disingenuous and you deserve to be called out for it. It's pathetic that these people can't run uh, on their own on the own merits of their opinion. All they can do is take videos out of context, throw them on the Internet and leave the, the woke mob to just sort of rabbit these people like rabid dogs yeah and it's it. like it's building on top of each it, itself in layers you started with some poor person for, who works for media matters uh had to spend god knows how many hours watching mm -hmm. uh old matt walsh being a radio host for some a random uh radio station in uh new england like 
over a decade ago. Yeah. And so you, how many hours it took them to do that just to come up with this clip that really is pretty Nothing. uncontroversial, but you put a, a disingenuous spin on it. And then the next layer is people like Hassan Piker in this case, uh, take that, run with it. And uh, now the, Matt Walsh stating things about marriage and times changing and that it's better for teens to be wed than unwed if they're going to have children. Mm -hmm. um, that becomes Matt Walsh is interested in impregnating 16 year olds. It's like, right. Ugh. Give me a break. Can you not come up with something of substance to criticize with him? And they, you know that like, they hate him right. because of the What is a Woman documentary and because he's having such a profound cultural impact right now. But the fact that this is the best that they can come up with is just pathetic. It's really sad. And here's some of the responses that people are putting out. Matt Walsh being outed as a pedophile is the least surprising thing. Those who scream the loudest are usually the guiltiest. All this time falsely accusing LGBTQ people of being groomers and predators was just to cover up for his own sick fantasies. What? What? And I like to think that it's almost good that people do this, that they run with these lies, because then people are like, oh, who's Matt Walsh? Da -da -da -da. Let's look up Matt Walsh. And then nothing pops up and you don't find anything. And all you find is just a conservative man who who espouses his values. So I like to think that that's what happens on the tail end of this. But realistically, what happens is now for the next three weeks, anything that Matt Walsh posts is going to get comments of people calling him a pedophile and probably for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of like the criticism we get at PragerU of like, oh, you're just this, these shills and you're you are this alt right pipeline piece. And uh, that the criticism that we see uh, on by these YouTubers and stuff never zeroes in on here is a thing that you are Saying it here, I'm going to state your position mm -hmm. as well as you would state it, and I'm going to refute it. Right. It's it's always this. Uh, let's frame you in this certain way, and then characterize you in this certain way, but never actually truly, honestly represent. Which is the definition of bad faith. Good faith means I'm going to represent your position as clearly as you as you can, and and to where you would say yes, that is my position, right. and then I'm going to attack that position or criticize it, and then give you an opportunity to respond. That's productive discussion. This is the opposite of that. It's it's uh, a disingenuous digging up an old video that you're taking out of context, and then building a whole narrative around it, and then just running with that narrative, and it's right. just sad. It's like it's this literal defamation. It's yeah. defamation. You're defaming him like for for no reason other than the fact that you disagree with him and you can't handle it, but you can't find a, a merit-based argument to disagree with him on. That's all that it is. And to see somebody as big as Hassan Piker engage in this activity is really disgusting, especially with somebody who has a young, malleable audience and is just throwing this stuff out at them as if it's true. It's not true. And I, I would hope, I hope like legal ramifications happen for these people, but it never does. And that's the state of the internet is that you're allowed to do these things, especially if you're on a particular side uh, and nothing happens. Uh, and it's interesting because Matt Walsh came and responded to this and he tweeted out, my PR team at Media Matters wasn't satisfied to promote my current show. So they've gone back to the ancient past to dig up and misrepresent out of context material from a rock morning show I hosted in my early 20s on an obscure station in Delaware. Pathetic and desperate. And desperate, as usual. And then he said, this is the point in the cancellation where the target is supposed to fall on his knees and beg for forgiveness from a bunch of slandering trolls. I will be skipping that part of the ceremony. I apologize for nothing. Piss off. Thank you. And that's the way you handle it, guys. <laughs> I know it'll... Sound there you go. There. That is, in fact, the way that you handle being canceled by the woke mob, or at least an attempt to be canceled by the woke mob, is you go, um, you have no merit, and absolutely not. Also piss off.
<laughs> There's no better way to handle it. I don't know no. what else you need to say. You don't need to defend the comments that you made. You don't really need to. Honestly, him putting in the timeline of when he did it was unnecessary. But I understand that showing that they literally dug up something from how many years ago? Probably like 15 or something years ago. Yeah, I think he's in his like late 30s, like 36, 37 now. So that would have had to have been over a decade. Gosh, how much work would they have had to have done to find that clip? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Sad people. And yeah, and to think that like this is my my meaningful thing in life is to go back and try to find this and and then the best you can come up with is just not even a real good faith argument it's like if this is the best you can come up with um and you think that you're on the the this the right side here it's right. like and you have you can't you can't come up with like a substantive argument to, to debunk his entire documentary or uh just cut the legs out from his whole message of everything that he stands for no it's just i'm gonna try to come up with an ad hominem attack based mm-hmm. on an out of context clip from so long ago and it, it's like Oh, I'm just reaffirmed into into your point. Like, okay, there should be repercussions for for this, like maybe legally for trying to slander someone. Mm-hmm. But I don't. You don't see Matt Walsh saying, "Oh, good thing Elon Musk is buying Twitter," which we'll get into in a second. Yeah. So, they, so he can Elon, you better ban these people or right. not allow this type of hey. You don't see that because it's like you guys are just exposing yourselves for how weak minded you are and how pathetic you you are. Uh, and so you know. Go ahead and, and keep on exposing yourselves because I'm, we're just going to keep rising above, above it and laughing at you. Yeah. You have to be delusional to have heard that clip and thought Matt Walsh is a pedophile from hearing that clip. You have to engage in just a suspension of reality in order to get to that uh, conclusion, which leads me to believe that these are perfectly reasonable people who are capable of realizing that's a delusional thing to say, but engage in the activity anyways, which makes it even more disgusting. If you're unaware and you just have so many ideological blinders that you hear something like that and just think that, and that's what you subscribe yourself to and believe for the rest of your life, that's one thing. But to hear it, know that that is completely out of context, know that that's not what he's saying at all, and then go to Twitter and call him a pedophile and a groomer, you're disgusting. And you're not, you're, it's, it's not a good thing to do. <laughs> um, now, Let's flip this on its head because all of this is happening on Twitter and it's a platform that now, according to some news sources, Elon Musk has agreed to move forward to move forward with in buying in a forty four billion dollar deal. And of course, Elon Musk has is a self-proclaimed free speech absolutist uh, and would like to take on the platform because of many of the issues that we've seen with censorship, with woke mob attacks, with cancel culture, with just completely Uh, taking in information, spinning the information, and then putting it out to the public. And hopefully this is the moment where we see him buy it. I feel like months ago we were talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter and then it sort of wavered because he was worried about how many bot accounts there are on Twitter. And now we're back up again in saying that this billionaire is going to buy Twitter. Yeah, I mean, this this turned out to be if if it ends up going through as is, this is going to turn out to be one of the biggest acts of philanthropy we've ever seen because Mm -hmm. this guy, poor guy, is having to buy a crappy run company that's yep. not particularly profitable or I don't think profitable at all with with a staff who is is more concerned with you know banning quote unquote misinformation or as, as they see it and making uh, furry Friday trend every weekend mm-hmm. uh, than they are with uh, defending free speech or making or fostering healthy public uh, discussion of issues and so Elon Musk uh, stepping in he's having to pay a premium 
for this, um, that, and that's that was part of uh, the the why the deal w- went back into the legal uh, back and forth was mm-hmm. because he was like, well, it's your valuation and the valuation of my offer was based on you having actual users Real people. and there's so many yeah bots um, and they couldn't provide documentation or they wouldn't show they wouldn't prove that it, if they weren't bots and anyway mm-hmm. it looks like maybe he lost that. Um, that whole legal back and forth and is ending up having to go through with yeah, buying know. it regardless. But either way, at the end of the day, free speech is pretty priceless. And the way I look at that, at this is uh, the big tech is a hedge of money. They all see it the same way. They all are in cahoots with the the establishment and reinforce the same narrative and are banning the same people. Like you see when, when people like Andrew Tate or, or uh, Donald Trump or Alex Jones get banned, it's always mm-hmm. like on the same day, all the different platforms do it. And there's sort of like this. And and so having one big platform, because Twitter's not going anywhere, being one that is not Safe part even. of that yeah. hegemony, that is, you, you, know, the, it's, you, you cannot overstate the importance of having a place where free speech that cannot be censored is. If they can control everywhere, then you're screwed. But if there's a place where people can still say the truth, mm-hmm. um, then that's you, the place you want to be. Yeah, there's a place. Th- there's hope. And so to me, this that's the most encouraging thing about this. It sucks that he had to pay a little extra for it, but I'm sure he'll be fine financially. And yep. uh, I don't know. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I, I, I think I see it the, the exact same way. And it wasn't until I was so unaware of how much power these platforms actually had in the way that the world functions until I watched a documentary called The Creepy Line about Google itself and the power that it has over what you think and feel and how you vote, all these different things. And they work to sort of instill and inject bias into the things that you're seeing without it being detectable to your eyes, without it being detectable to your critical thinking skills. So people are logging onto these platforms and really... In, in so many ways, being told who they should support, being told what is right, being told what is wrong through whatever lens is is dictated by, you know, the CEO or the board members at any given moment. So we, we know this to be true. We know they're working in tandem with the U.S. government. We saw Mark Zuckerberg go on Joe Rogan and talk about how they hid news of Hunter Biden's laptop for multiple days at the orders of the FBI. And he literally and you have to think, OK, if if Mark Zuckerberg is comfortable going on a platform like Joe Rogan with 11 million or so average watchers per episode, and he's comfortable getting on that platform and saying, yes, the FBI reached out to me. They told me to hide this information or at least censor and, and shadow ban this information from the American public. And I did so for about a week. And then we lifted the restrictions, possibly, maybe. Who knows if that even happened? But, you know... You don't just go out saying those things. You know, I don't get contacted by the FBI and then come on my show the next day and live tell you that. I'm sure somebody or uh, some sort of contact that he has told him that it was okay for him to go and say that. Otherwise, I don't think it was it is something that he would say. So if they're comfortable allowing him to say these things, imagine all the other shit that they're doing. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy that they can just shape the news cycle for you and you just get whatever it is that they give you. That's all you get. And that's the apparent truth of today's day and age. And to see Elon Musk fight that uh, is going to be interesting. And I I hope it's something that has follow through on it and that he actually stands by the things that he said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing some chats in here, too, that are like, well, I don't know if he'll actually stand stand by free speech. I just what incentive do you have to to get to pay (laughs) way more than you should for Twitter 
um, he's not like a smart business decision, nope. you know? And so he doesn't have much to profit off of here unless you think Elon Musk has some ideologue who wants to manipulate the algorithm to promote his and make you buy Teslas and Tesla robots or something. Right. But, but I, yeah. I just, I'm skeptical that that's really the, uh, you know, that that's his motivation, but who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll remain critical. We're no like Elon Musk stands here. We'll, uh, you no, know, we're not. if, if we, if there's evidence that shows that he's not handling it well, we'll call him out too. Yeah, it'll be very, very interesting to see. As a side note, I saw Elon Musk at a party once. I immediately texted Taylor. I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Elon's here. I was like, he just walked right in front of me. It's so weird how like, do, obviously he's just a normal human being dude who just happens to have a lot of money. But something about people making a lot of money just makes you go like, is he, are you human anymore? Mm. Like, are you a real, per are you going to act normal? Like, are you going to have normal conversations with people? Obviously he was a totally normal dude. He wasn't like a reptile or anything. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, there's like between the wealth and the fame. I mean, he's literally one of the most famous people in the world, but he's also the wealthiest person in the world, which is just like. Right. And then you see them and they're a normal person. You're like, oh, right. You're literally just a normal person. It's so weird how our mind just like manipulates itself into thinking people are like have more grandeur than they actually have. Yeah. So and, weird. And you said uh, people are, I mean, that was happening in your head just to some extent, even though that you're you and you don't really care about that stuff. Right. Uh, but you said that you saw a bunch of people like trying to get their. Oh, immediately with everybody was like, yeah. we need to talk to this man. He's like the most important person at this party. They're all like surrounding him and they're like, Elon, Elon, Elon. It's so weird. Huh. That's, Anyways. That's like when I go to parties with you. Right. <laughs> oh, with me. I thought you were saying that's when you go to parties. Everybody's like, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. No, not at all. No, my goodness. But yeah, so we'll see what happens with Twitter. Uh, but apparently the deal is going through. Robert Reich, who famously hates PragerU and is part of like this Gravel Institute or whatever that's supposed to be like the antithesis to PragerU and they make their own little five minute videos that suck. Um, <laughs> the, he tweeted out and said, when multi-billionaires take control of our most vital platforms for communication, it's not a win for free speech it's a win for oligarchy which makes no sense you can't say just because somebody has uh, x amount of money they no longer value communication and free speech it, it's not it's a non sequitur like it makes no sense at all and and to say that because he's a billionaire it somehow invalidates the values and principles he's trying to instill in the app makes no sense no and it's like you're the lack of self-awareness here that like he's acting as though he doesn't know that all of the major communication platforms, Hollywood, mainstream media, academia, mm -hmm. big tech, are almost uniformly uh, leftist and on his side and that they enforce his narrative. And notice, and this is an, uh, this is an astute observation I've seen on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, is that a lot of uh, the people that you see freaking out, the blue check marks and people like Robert Reich who are like, oh no, uh, Elon's taking over Twitter, they're not afraid of being banned. They're right. not afraid of being silenced um, because they know that that's not how Elon believes in free speech. They're mm -hmm. they're mad at free speech. They're mad that ideas and people that they disagree with are going to be given a voice, and they don't believe that they they believe that they should have control. So he, he's he's complaining about oligarchy, but in the reality, there's an oligarchy uh, of uh, people controlling all the power over our communication. Mm -hmm. um, that the very thing that he's worried about, he's perpetrating. We're just we're we're tearing down the oligarchy by right. having Elon Musk create one chink in the one one broken uh, chain in the, in the whole chain that they have over all of our institutions and right. all of media. And uh, they're crying about it and think that, oh, God forbid, that ideas we disagree with are going to see the light of day now. But they're, but they're not concerned themselves with being banned. It's just like, give me a break. Yep. Give us 
a break, guys. By the way, speaking of ideas that they don't like, seeing the light of day, I'm going to Winona State University next week. I keep talking about this because it keeps just uh, growing into a more and more dramatic event. And today I got a message from one of the students who's putting on the event and she's like, hey, this was in our school newspaper today and I just thought you should see it. And it was a message from the faculty's association or a faculty member who wrote to the editor of their school newspaper and said, you know, I am a bigot and I don't believe in transgenderism or non-binary people and I'm derogatory towards them. And that if faculty members didn't want to come to school on the day that I'm there for the speech, they would stand in solidarity with them and the union supports them. And students who didn't want to go to school on the day that this little 22-year-old girl comes to speak at their campus, if you guys don't want to go to school, we'll stand in solidarity with you for an event that they don't have to go to. It's a free event that they can sign up for or just not sign up for and never hear a peep about it. But apparently it is so dangerous and so vile that faculty and students have to take a day off of school for it. And I did a whole response to this. You can check it out. It's on the channel. It's the video before this one. And I just think it's ridiculous. I thought I should let you guys know. And if any of you are near Winona State University in Minnesota and you guys want to come to the event, I have the link on my Instagram. You guys can sign up. It is free. So come on out and hang out with us and let's see what we get up to. Really what I think it is, is that last year, when I went to Winona State University, I got protested by about 40 plus students and they came and I thought, I'm going to go talk to these people. And not only that, I'm going to get a video of this encounter uh, for my uh, for my people to see. And I went and took the video and it went out on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and and TikTok. And it probably got over like 15 million views across all platforms. Oh, I'd say more. You yeah. think more than that? Yeah, tens of millions. Tens of sure. millions of views across all these different platforms. And now they're feeling a little embarrassed because they right. they embarrass themselves. It's Yeah, it's telling that, that this time around they weren't like, we're all going to go out and protest. Right. <laughs> they're like, stay home. Don't go. Yeah. Don't give her any time. To, you know, because they know that if they were trying to confront you, they would just get owned again. And then they'd give us more ammo to get tens of millions more views because everyone right. can see that that they're ridiculous. And it's the same logic of why they're encouraging students not to go to your speech. Like any educator worth their salt would want their their students to go be exposed to ideas that they might disagree with or new right. ideas. That's what university and a liberal education is all about and supposed to be. But instead, they're saying, no, this is this is going to be triggering. It's not fostering the inclusivity that we want here uh, because Amala doesn't believe that she's oppressed as a black person or as a female. And uh, somehow that is going to put these students in danger. And it's right. like, when did education become or higher education become the place where you, you're shielded from ideas rather than exposed to them. Right. The fact that this came from faculty and not students blows my mind. It shows you the type of adults that are sitting in positions of power in academia and who are in charge of molding young minds. The fact that adults, faculty members, are the ones leading the charge in telling students to stay home from school because they're so scared about how dangerous my rhetoric is, is shows just how how much liberal education has just disintegrated in the past few years. And I was going to do a whole different speech at this campus about like the sexualization of children and how like we're now talking about porn and gender and all this stuff in school. Now the entire speech has, has taken a, a left turn and we're going to be talking about 
uh, liberal education and how it's being destroyed by this sort of dogma. So thank you so much for writing that little newsletter. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, you've given me more ammunition and I cannot wait to be there next week. Yeah, quick super chat from C2 to J. He says, WSU trying to create equality for all people by stopping you, a half black woman, from speaking on campus. Great strategy, WSU. Good luck to you, Amala. Dude, and the letter even says, you're so right, even says, like, we're trying to protect marginalized communities. Huh? Who's who's a more a better example of a marginalized community than me? I'm half black. I'm female. I'm about to take this seven identities test. It's probably going to tell me that I'm trans. <laughs> you guys should let me speak on the campus. And they will because I'm going to be there. I don't know what they're going to do to stop me. I hope the protesters show up, though, because I'm like, if you really hate me and hate what I have to say, come say it to my face. Why are we being soy about it? Why are we drinking soy milk instead of coming to the event? We're going to stay home and just not do anything and again i think it's because they got blasted on the internet for doing it last time and they just don't want to go through that again which i imagine it's pretty traumatizing to be on the internet in front of tens of millions of people and scream the word spaghettios at oh. somebody who's trying to have a civil discussion with you yeah heaven forbid look if you're in the area in minnesota uh, yeah. uh we'll we'll be there at yes. winona so come out it'd be so glorious and taylor if, yeah um i'll be coming along um so it'd be so glorious if this just becomes the the biggest happiest speech uh, where we're all celebrating uh, what and, and talking about what a liberal education should be at a university in the United States. What a great day that would be. So come out if you can. Yes, come out if you can. I saw a slightly crazy vegan commented and said soy milk is amazing. Soy milk is a running joke for me and it's going to continue. Anytime I meet somebody who's like beta or just giving off super feminine energy when it's not warranted, I say they're soy and that they are drinking soy milk. Well, yeah. I myself don't drink regular milk. I'm an almond milk girl myself, uh, but I will come for the soy. I'm team real milk. No apologies. Team real milk. I love it. This is America. Just Jen reacts, uh, uh, sent a super chat and said, hey girl, love what you do. I was wondering if it's okay. I react to some of your videos and I'd love to chat with you too. Good job putting truce out there. Love your content and big heart. Girl, shoot me a DM. And also you can react to whatever you want. Uh, this is all fair use. You can take all my videos and do whatever you want with them. But if we don't like it, we're telling Elon to take it down. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's part of the oligarchy. Okay. Now, guys, we're going to move on, and I'm going to take this seven identities test. Apparently, this is a gender-focused test that is going to, through a series of questions, to determine whether or not I might be a part of a different identity than I think. So far, I think I'm a woman. <laughs> What is a woman? What is a woman, though? That is the question. I think that I am a woman. I don't think I've ever questioned whether or not I am a woman or whether or not I have a different gender than sex, as some people say. Uh, and I guess this test is going to either confirm or deny that for me. I'm in for a rude awakening if it says anything else. I've been waiting my whole life for a test like this to tell me who I am. Me so too. this is very it's pretty nerve wracking. I'm going to try to take it with you on, on my own separate browser. OK. So. And you guys can take it, too, if you want. It's uh, at I idrlabs.com but after the links show links in the description okay guys question number one at the end of the day i just know deep down that i am more male than female or more female than male i don't like the framing of the question you can't uh, the be questions are in different order for me okay well whatever we'll wait are they in different order for me yeah okay but fine. okay we won't worry about we'll it let's go off yours okay i know that i am more male than female or more female than male i mean i don't think that there is, you either are a male or you are a female. But I'm going to say I know that I'm more female. I think that's how it wants me to answer. Deep down, I know that I am more male than female. No. Well, right? Oh. 
because the framing of the question is framing it as if there's a spectrum. But right. I do know that I am more female than male because I'm not a male. Right. So, yeah, I guess you have to go full on agree. But I think that if you're trying to, like, give the test what it wants. I should just say neutral. You should say disagree because the, way, disagree. They're, the way you know that they're framing it is, like, according to their ideology, which if you agree with, you're, you know what I mean? But yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess you could just say agree, though, because technically, re- straightforward reading of the sentence, yes. Okay. Straightforward. You're more female than male. Yes. Okay, next. Okay, my internal sense of gender changes as my mood changes. Um, no, disagree. I strongly disagree. Uh, I am always a woman, regardless of what mood I'm in. You're an angry woman. You're an aggressive woman. I'm an angry black woman. Sad woman. Yeah, exactly. But always, always, always adjective, then a woman. Next. Why is it not? Okay, at the end of the day, I just know. Wait, did it go? Oh, I said pre- back. Oh, you okay, went back. next. Wait, make sure that I actually answered that. Okay, next. I often feel it's hard to identify with any internal identity. What does that even mean? It's hard. (laughs) I'd almost say yes, just because I don't identify with any internal identity. I am who I am. Like, this is a weird thing. There's no, like, separate identity. I guess it's asking, are you ever having an identity crisis? Like, is it often hard for you to identify with an internal identity? Are you ever having a crisis of identifying with something? And I'm going to say strongly disagree. I've sure. never, I'm never, it's never hard for me to identify who I am. Oh my gosh. I have a feeling it's going to tell me I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to tell me I'm non-binary by the end of this, just because the questions are confusing. I have rarely, if ever, felt that people were correctly assuming my pronouns. This were incorrectly assuming my pronouns. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, nobody's ever incorrectly assumed my pronouns. I think people look at me and tell me that I'm a woman. I do have this one guy on Instagram who every single Instagram post I make, he goes, Amla, are you a boy or a girl to troll me? <laughs> and I always answer differently. <laughs> Last time I said I was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, mm. But he loves to troll me and leave that. So I'm thanks, hot guy. Hot Uncle Ruckus. Hot Uncle Ruckus, which would, would make me a man. <laughs> um, but no, people get my pronouns right. Next question. Question five. The body I was born with matched the notions of what one would expect of a traditional man or woman. (laughs) Yes, my body does match being a woman because I am one. Next. Okay. I have not felt the need to give a lot of thought to my gender identity. Agree, right? Agree. I have not felt that need. I've never in my life felt that need, which I love to say this. I love to give this caveat. I feel bad for people who do feel that need. And I think that's a horrible thing to have to go through and struggle with every single day. And I imagine uh, has uh, gives you a really hard time emotionally. So I'm very glad I've never questioned my gender identity. Next. I challenge the traditional notions of what it means to be masculine or feminine almost every day. Do I? Do I give you? Am I giving you masculine energy, Taylor? You guys, let me know in the comments. Am I giving off masculine energy? Traditional pretty, notions. I don't. I don't think I so. Don't. I think I'm pretty feminine traditionally. I don't know. You guys tell me if I'm masculine. I'll have to work on that. Your rant on uh, Winona State earlier today was pretty assertive. <laughs> was pretty that assertive. Was, that was masculine, which is rare for me. Uh huh. Um. But no, I think yeah. I don't think so. I would say okay. So I challenge. I don't. I don't challenge. Maybe I'll put like slightly. <laughs> the chat's answering too. Hell no, no. Okay. Oh, thank you. Dragon Reaper says you have dragon energy though. So there's girl Ooh, dragons too. I'll though, take probably, it. Right? So should I put fully disagree or like a little bit there? I don't know. If you express any doubt, I I yeah, am, just I can be assertive. Yeah. Every other day. There we go. <laughs> Next, medical professionals have tried to talk to me. 
to try tried to talk me into removing certain ambiguous traits I have or have had because they wanted me to appear more traditional, uh, more traditionally man or woman. No, I've never been asked to change any part of my appearance to look more like a woman. You know, the irony of this is like, as you were reading it, I was like, have never talked me into removing. And I'm like, oh no, are they going to say body parts? Right. But they, medical professionals now who believe in all this gender nonsense do encourage people to uh, remove certain body parts to appear more like a traditional man or woman. Yes, 100%. So interesting. They walked right into this with this question. but They really did. Now you guys are doing it. But no, I've never had a medical professional ask me that. That would be a little bit weird. I could see like the only reason that would happen is if you were like a man with like that breast tissue disorder or something or a hermaphrodite, then you'd have to choose to appear more like something. But no, I don't think most people go through that. Next, question nine. Medical professionals have at some point told me or my caregivers that I should consider genital surgery so that I could have a normal life. There it is. Disagree. Ah, see, we just spoke it into existence. Nope, next. I rarely express my gender identity in ways that highlight the gender stereotypes in our society. Uh, my gosh. I don't believe in gender identity. I don't I believe don't it's believe a thing. I don't believe it either. So to but, say I express my gender identity, well, I don't do that. So. Right. Um, I would say I rarely, so I have to disagree because I am very feminine and I express myself in a feminine manner and that coincides with the gender stereotypes of our society. So I disagree. I actually, in fact, often express my gender identity in that way. Next. I have reproductive or sexual anatomy that does not fit the typical definitions of male or female. Disagree. Thank goodness. Moving on. The gender identity that it feels that it feels normal for me to express changes vividly from one month to the next. Nope. Next. I express my gender identity in a way that challenges or expands people's conceptions of gender. I don't know. You guys would have to tell me that. Do I expand your conception of the female gender? There's that one guy who commented, uh, black, female, and well-spoken and smart. I can't believe it. (laughs) All three in one sentence. (laughs) So you defied his expectations of gender. So I did. And race. You know what? I'm going to say... Oh, I express my gender identity in a way that challenges or expands people's conceptions. Should I say slightly agree? <laughs> sure. I am like a pretty dominant female. You know, I do a whole show thing. You know, I'm I'm smart, which is shocking, I guess, to that man, <laughs> to that one singular man. I'll say I slightly agree. Sure. Next. I can't believe we're like less than halfway through this. I know. This, I'm sorry. We're going to try to No, chug. but it takes forever to figure out each question because it's so like awkwardly framed and you have to like, you know, dissect the way they're framing it according to their ideology right. and how to answer. Anyways. This is the, the, the tangled webs we weave, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My gender identity differs from the sex I was assigned at birth. Disagree. Moving on. Easy. My gender identity doesn't fit the traditional categories of man or woman, male or female. Strongly disagree. We're getting some home runs here. Next. I have taken steps to bring my physical body more in line with my gender identity or am contemplating doing so in the future. Is this just asking me if I've ever contemplated a boob job? If so, absolutely. (laughs) I won't ever do it, but I've contemplated it. Um, So I guess I have to. I'll say. I'll say. I mainly disagree with this. Fair enough. Because I have thought of the odd boob job every now and then. Having a definite gender, a definitive gender identity, doesn't make sense to me. What? 
Having any gender identity doesn't make sense. To me. No, it doesn't because <laughs> there's no such thing. thing. Yeah. Um, so should I just stay neutral? I guess. Yeah, I don't believe in a gender identity. Yeah, you are born as what you are born as, in my opinion. But see, they're just going to take that as you being confused, and then you're, they're going to say <laughs> you're, you're, not you're not binary. We just know it. <laughs> Number eighteen. I don't really believe that one's gender identity can change through the course of life. I guess I strongly agree with that. Yeah. Next. I explore my gender identity in ways that more traditionally minded people haven't even considered. Disagree. Next. My gender identity matches the sex it was assigned at birth. Oh, I resent the question, but I strongly agree. Damn. Next. Many people have been confused or surprised by the sight of my unclothed body. No. Many people? I would like many people. What qualifies as many? Here? I don't know. It's like we're talking like OnlyFans type stuff. Jeez. I do not have an OnlyFans, guys. So stop searching, you random weirdos who DM me on the, inter on the internet. Um, many people have been confused or surprised by the sight of my unclothed body. <laughs> Uh, not that many people have seen me naked, and I would hope they're not surprised or confused. <laughs> Imagine that would be. Honestly, I you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to waterboard that information out of me if I had ever had an experience like that. Um, but no, I really hope surprised not. Confused, I really hope not. So I'm gonna say I'm I strongly disagree. Oh but I could just be projecting next. I use my style, behavior, and mannerisms to live uh, as the opposite gender of the one I was assigned at birth, and doing so feels right for me. Disagree. Next. It often f seems to me as if people are oddly insistent on gendering everything, whereas I don't see the world as gendered the way they do. I'm inclined to agree with this because I think the people who are engaged in this gender theory stuff are crazy and they are gendering everything and making everything exactly. super weird. But with the way that they're saying it, uh, I don't agree uh, because they're trying to say that we shouldn't have gendered bathrooms and we shouldn't have gendered clothing and, you know, the typical traditional stuff. So I don't think people are oddly insistent. Strongly disagree. Next, my gender identity changes over time. Absolutely not. Disagree. Next, I often feel like I have no gender at all. Disagree. Next, I have had to correct or explain my gender identity or expression to others. Only that one guy on Instagram who won't <laughs> leave me alone. Uh, but I strongly disagree. I have not had to deal with that. Next, the sex I was assigned at birth truly matches and reflects how I perceive my gender identity. Strongly agree. Next, I express my gender in ways outside the norm of any traditional gender identity. Strongly disagree, although you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, 29. Oh, we're getting through it. Even as a child, I felt my gender identity did not match to the sex I was assigned at birth. A lot of these are just the same question over and over again. I strongly disagree. Next, I use my gender expression to go beyond the limits of what traditional society considers acceptable. Disagree, I guess. <laughs> strongly disagree. I don't. Traditional society nowadays tells women to like enslave themselves to a corporation and not have children. So I guess I do go against what is traditional. But Ooh. hey, y'all ain't ready for that conversation. No, just kidding. You guys are ready for that. But I disagree. I, I am within the limits of traditional society. 31. Throughout my life, I have always known that there was one gender identity that was more right for me than the others. Again, I hate the framing of these the word, bushes. Yeah, the word gender identity, but I guess technically, yeah, yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I've go, always yes. known. 
Okay, I truly cherish the fact that I am able to present myself as a traditional man or woman. Cherish it. Uh, I don't know how to answer these. I know. In one sense, it's like, sure, I'm proud of who I am. But on the other right. side, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say I somewhat agree. I do sure. like presenting myself as a woman. So that's somewhat there. Next. Deep down, I often wish my to myself that my body was not gendered. Disagree. Absolutely not. Next. There are multiple ways in which I express my gender identity rather than just traditional male or feminine or female. What did I say to the last one? I guess I said I... S I don't remember. This has been so repetitive and Yeah, I'm weird. just going to say I disagree. I'm pretty traditionally female. Next. Last question. Gosh, I've experienced discrimination or violence because of my gender identity. Have Black, you? smart, and a woman? There you go. <laughs> That's discrimination. Uh, no. For being unapologetically biological woman and identifying as a woman, have you been criticized? I've been dragged through the mud for that one. Oh, my gosh. Well. The, the pro-trans community absolutely hated my guts there for a few weeks, and then they forgot I ever existed. Oh, that's right. I'm sure in, after the Dylan fiasco, you had plenty of uh, Yeah, hate. but I guess it's not because of my gender identity. It's because of my opinions on the subject matter. So I guess I'm going to say I strongly disagree. I've not experienced discrimination as for being a woman. Fair enough. Okay, guys, drum roll. We're going to finish this, and I'm going to find out I am gay, trans, and disabled. Oh, gosh. Finish. Oh! Wow. Oh! oh. <laughs> wait. But wait, how is this possible? Wait, it says you're... 100% cisgender, but... But 10% non-binary and 3% trans? What? Wow, congratulations, Amala. How does it work? Okay, uh, I don't understand. Does it explain... Oh, wait, there's more. Okay, hold on. Let me zoom out of this for a little bit, guys. Gender queer, 36%. I was actually so proud to get 100% cisgendered, and now I'm reading this other stuff. So I'm 0% gender fluid. I'm 10% non-binary, 3% transgender, 36% gender queer, and for some reason, all of these results add up to 149%. <laughs> well, what? math is racist, so. I don't know. get it. It says your identity is primarily cisgendered. Oh, gosh. Is this wow. what gender confusion feels like? <laughs> because yeah, I'm, I'm you've feeling been introduced it. to it now. I'm feeling it. I think that's kind of the goal of this is to make you feel confused, but. I, oh wait, no, there, I'm 6% agender, there's more. Oh yeah, you didn't I didn't even that. see that. Okay, so wait, what does this all add up to now? So that's, uh, oh. How's your math 145? Is that, no, no, 155%. 156% says nicotines in the, I don't know, somebody do the math correctly. Somebody do the math correctly. I think it's 155% is what this adds up to uh, in my little pea brain. Uh, but apparently I'm cisgender, non-binary, transgender, genderqueer, and agender. Which, imagine, we, we approach this with a some, somewhat intellectually. You know, we analyzed the questions. We really tried to give our best interpretation of what they meant and put in the answers. Imagine I'm an impressionable 14-year-old who goes and takes this quiz because my best friend sends it to me and I take it real quick and all of a sudden I have percentage markers in non-binary, transgender, genderqueer, and agender, which, if you think about it, cancel each other out in more ways than one. I would be confused as fuck about what I am. What do you mean? I'd be going to school the next day with like a pride flag on my shirt being like, I guess I'm... 
I guess I'm something other than what I was told that I am. Yeah, what was that Newsweek article we saw? Like 30, 40% of Gen Z identify, identifies as something other than uh, cis or hetero or whatever. Right. And it's like, it's no surprise because this is the world that they live in and the logic that they live in, which isn't really logic because it contradicts itself and it's full of, of holes. And it's it's all about framing things in a way to think about yourself and your existence right. in a way that's inherently just confused uh, and it's it's designed to like bring you down this rabbit hole of so you can go in with this as knowing fully well who you are, but like like you said, you didn't know how to answer all these questions because they're not framed in a in a way that like accurately maps onto simple reality. Right. They're framed in a way as to uh, according to their terms. So you have to like accept their whole worldview, and then once you're once you're in, you just end up saying, oh well, I guess this is who I am, and that all now I need to be affirmed in that. Let me go make a TikTok about it and yeah. tell you what my pronouns are. It's unbelievable. Like this makes absolutely no sense. How are you? How are you three percent transgender? By the way, you're either transgender or you're not transgender. That makes no sense. How are you ten percent non-binary? You either think you're on a binary system of gender or you don't. And six percent agender, meaning no no gender at all, but only six percent of you is. Oh Lord, have mercy! My gosh, what is going on? Jail. The kids are not all right. Elon. Ban this. <laughs> Get on it, man. Take it down. I know you don't own this website. Pull the servers. <laughs> Find Please. a way. Please. Use your the Starlink thing that you sent to Ukraine to fix this. Put one of your robots on it to like disable this somehow. You know? I am over it, guys. Anyways, uh, I don't have anything else to talk about today. Please fill out the survey. Let me know what you guys think about the show, uh, what guests you want to have on, what people you don't want to see, uh, and then drop your email to sign up for our email list in case we get censored, which is happening more and more as the days go by. Guys, uh, let me know. You take the seven identities quiz thing 35 questions 35 very confusing questions let me know what your percentage markers are in the comments down below i would love to see where we all end up and honestly i might need some gender therapy after this because i'm thoroughly confused hey you just took a gender identity test and turns out you're 100 percent that sis i'm 100 percent that sis girl I'm we missed the opportunity this. to make a Lizzo parody song at the beginning of this. Oh, tragic. Uh, we just got another super chat. C2 today says, uh, would all those mean you're gender fluid? I guess so. You would think that's what it means. I'm going to print this out, take it to Winona State University, and tell them I'm part of a marginalized community. There you go. In case being black and female wasn't enough. <laughs> In case my already means. oppressed being was not enough, here's some gender stuff on top of that. Now let me speak, and, you know, let's go about our days. Guys! Thank you so much for watching. Please press the like button. Smash the like button if you see fit. Subscribe. Click the notification bell to be notified every single time we go live, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And we post content on the days that we're not live, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. You're getting content every single day because we don't play when it comes to our YouTube community. And sign up for the email list. Fill out the survey in the description down below. Help us help you, right? <laughs> What I'm doing is truly philanthropic. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Fantastic Thursday. We'll see you guys live on Friday. And don't forget to keep your phone charged. Bye.